I just warn you in advance. I'm a little mm-hmm. foggy this morning. Did you say foggy or froggy? I'm foggy. Because w- you, you hopped. I remember seeing you hop to open the door for me. Ribbit. Uh, do your Kermit. Do your uh, Kermit. Kermit the Frog here. You know, I actually had a dream recently mm-hmm. that I had to do Kermit in, in some... Uh, public setting and i couldn't do it really i was like trying and somebody else was like that doesn't sound like kermit and i'm like what are you talking about kermit the frog here <laughs> no, yeah, it doesn't sound anything that, like him that doesn't even sound like a frog <laughs> it's, it sounds like jimmy stewart come well, that, on that, man that's a perfect kermit <laughs> that's all i can do do uh henry kissinger doing kermit the frog i know i'm not a monkey i'm not a monkey you can't toss me peanuts and make me perform <laughs> Uh, but anyway, I'm foggy because I got my booster yesterday. Uh, my Both of my arms hurt because so, I got the flu shot. Too. So this is the third vaccine you've had, right? Yeah. So that means you have 15 Gs of chips? Oh, Do yeah. they give you a 5G every well, time, right? I may have to stop sometime during the middle of this show because Bill Gates sometimes makes me invest in Microsoft, <laughs> which, I, you know, all of a sudden I own like 500 shares of Microsoft. Just as the stock market is imploding. <laughs> well, you look great. I I'm to... buying a high. I just don't get it. Um, well, you look great. Well, oh, hey, thanks. You look, you look boosted and you look. I'm boosted. You know what I was thinking? Um, Are you boosted? Oh, yeah. Oh, OK. Uh, I actually had the flu shot and the booster. Yeah, that's what time. I did. Uh, I was I felt pretty crappy yeah. the next day, um, but I feel better than I did if I would have had the flu or COVID. <laughs> yeah. Right, uh, exactly. Uh, but you know, this is what I'm thinking is, I mean, I was driving to the studio today. When I say studio, it's basically your desk. Yeah. Um, I'm like, you know, I'm really excited about doing the show. Right? Really? Because I think it's because we didn't do it last time. Yeah, that's or last true. week. I think that we have. Are we really a seven-day value? We're more of a 14-day value. I've been waiting for this conversation. (laughs) If we do a twice as good show every other week, it's still a net... It's still the net same, so maybe we should start doing it every other week. What do you think? Minutia Man is up next. But first, listen to this other fine Opie show. What do you get when you hear a celebrity Minutia Man interview, Dave? Rick, think of Dan Rather and Bill Maher having a kid. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. So you'll get Minutia. Right. What does a Damone from Fast Times at Ridgemont High really think about the movie? Only right? one place to find out, and that's Celebrity Minutia Man interview, a Tony Lasano podcast. Go to Opie Show com or wherever you find podcasts, just search for Radio Misfits. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast, an Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. Have you seen the uh, double six shooter? <laughs> Great. Uh, Don't do that near uh, Alec Baldwin. <laughs> Who did now, now, now he says he didn't pull the trigger, right? Yeah, but he pulled the hammer back and let it go. Oh, is that what So, that yes, got? he technically didn't pull the trigger, Okay, but he pulled the hammer back and let it go. So he did the, uh, I did not have sex with that woman, <laughs> right? right? It can, it, the definition of what is, is. Yeah. All right, so listen, we have a lot of stuff to get mm. to. Um, I've got a big surprise for you at the end of the show. Oh, um, so we want to get to that. Okay. Um, especially since you probably dem- won't be turning up next week and you want to go every other week now. <laughs> Is a surprise a dermatologist? Because I noticed I got a, like a skin taggy thing under my arm. Uh, uh, get checked. All right. Put it down on the list of things to worry about. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, all right. Well, should we get going then? Is yes. that what you're? Yes. Yeah. All right. I'm not sure you're going to like this next story. <laughs> okay, great. Okay. 
being that you're one of those liberal elites, you know, with your fancy college degree, yeah. you know, and your fancy schmancy. Well, I went. I was in the learning. media, Dave, and it was part of the deal. You <laughs> had to be liberal. We had meetings every Monday right. morning. Uh, yeah, we need to stifle those voices, right? right? Well, this comes out of New London, Connecticut. Uh, again, okay. come on, Connecticut. Right? Sure, talk about hoity toits. Court okay's barring high IQs for cops. <laughs> Is this a real story? A man whose bid to become a police officer was rejected after he scored too high on an intelligent test and has lost his appeal in federal lawsuit against the city. The second U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals in New York upheld the lower court's decision that the city did not discriminate against Robert Jordan because the same standards were applied to everyone who took the test. Jordan, a 49-year-old college graduate um, and uh, college graduate, scored 33 points on the police exam, which is the equivalent of 125. Okay, okay. so uh, IQ of 125. Basically, yeah, yeah. right. Uh, so he's a Mr. Smarty Pants. Yeah, that's, he's pretty, elite, that's pretty smart. Right. Uh, so, but what the new London police want, they want candidates who score between 20 and 27 <laughs> because they found that anybody who scores too high gets bored with being a cop and then they end up just... This explains a lot. (laughs) It explains a lot. I think that's pretty much why I'm not a rocket scientist. I would have gotten bored. Yeah. Oh, yes, exactly. Exactly. Uh, So what I mean, so obviously in New London, Connecticut, you've got a pretty narrow window of intelligence for police. But what I thought would be kind of fun is I wanted to. um, So it got me thinking, what is the average IQs for other professions? Okay. All right. So I did some extensive research, and when I say I feel a quiz coming on, <laughs> yeah, you go, hold on. And when I say extension, uh, extensive research, basically, I just googled it. So I don't okay. Know but I got a quiz, so fire up the jingle. Okay. Here we go. Time now for a minutia man. Minutia man. Minutia quiz. Um, question one: Which of the following professions have the highest average IQ, according to no, Google? Um, pharmacists. Mm-hmm nurses or tv weathermen or weathermen or weather women the highest of those three yeah pharmacists uh no according to the usivp which is the united states institute for vocational placement weathermen really have an average iq of 123 where nurses have an iq of 122 and pharmacists have an average of 119 really yeah Okay. So, so maybe that's something I don't know. Yeah. Being you know being able to communicate. Well, it's science. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're sure. meteorologists. Yes. Yeah, right. Which of the following professions have the higher IQ? Comedians, lawyers, or civil engineers? I'm going to say comedians. You're right. Comedians are among the highest profession at 129. Yeah. Lawyers at 128, and civil engineers. You know those guys that build the bridges that you drive over. Right. Yeah. At 125. <laughs> you know, I went to a. Uh, a meeting one you remember tommy when he was yeah. little he was you know this brainiac right. and there was a support group for kids of brainiacs because you know when that there are some issues that come along with well that. <laughs> i would imagine is it just the parents that are there rather than the kids uh, just the parents right just the parents so they're all complaining how smart their kids are compared right to them so you know they're going around the room and there's like a you know a nuclear scientist and you know blah 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 and it comes to me like what do you do I'm a comedy writer. And they all said, well, that's among that's that's yeah. one of the smartest ones. I'm like, what? Well, <laughs> good, thing what? They, good thing you didn't say radio producer. <laughs> well, at that time, I wasn't. Mm. I was, you know. <laughs> uh, 
Question three. Which of the following professions have the lowest IQ? Okay. Okay. Zany podcasters. Okay. Rodeo clowns. Mm-hmm. Or Congresswoman from Georgia's 14th District. I'm going with Congresswoman. <laughs> you, you, and for our smart listeners, you know who we're talking about. You know, I actually went on the website here. You sent me the link mm-hmm. uh, about that that test. I found a couple of the sample questions from that test. Oh, okay. From the, from the cop test. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Why does a police officer smell so bad? Oh, boy. Um, I don't know. He's on duty. Duty. <laughs> okay. Uh, why did the thief wear blue gloves? I, I don't know. He didn't want to be caught red-handed. Okay. Okay. What are the four food groups for cops? Donuts, 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 donuts. No. Jelly, powdered glaze, chocolate <laughs> frosted. Okay. What happens when a police officer goes to bed? Uh, don't know. He becomes an undercover. Uh, See, this is why that that guy, that 149 IQ, he can't possibly serve in that role. All right. We uh, have another story for you. This one goes to... uh, What's the cop in The Simpsons? Wiggums? Yeah, Chief Wiggums. We got to get him on the show. Uh, This is a story from Australia. And this is... You know how people say we're kind of an intellectual show? You know how people always say that? We just talked about it. Right. Right. I mean, I'm going to prove it to you with this story. Ready? An Australian man broke a decade-old Guinness World Record when he let out a burp measured at at 102.4 decibels. Wow. Right. Neville Sharp of Darwin, Northern Territory, said his wife encouraged him to go for the record, and he spent five years preparing... (laughs) By honing the strength and noise level of his belches. Hey, can you fix the note? <laughs> I'm in training. <laughs> yeah. I am in training. It's your idea. <laughs> Sharp said the most difficult part of the record was gathering the proper equipment to accurately measure the volume. Well, you know, if you think about it. You well, I guess if, out, yeah. if you're going to go for a record, you have to have some pretty meticulous metrics, I would assume. Right. Oh. And the and the record-breaking burp, say that quickly, broke the record of 109.9 decibels, which was set in 2009 by Paul Hun of Britain. Mm-hmm. Now, here's my favorite quote from Neville. My reason for attempting to break this record to be a world record holder uh, and the second re- secondary reason was because it was held by a bloody Englishman for 10 years. <laughs> they just can't, they can't, let nothing, it go. they can't let anything go. Now, here's the thing. He has posted, he has posted this on Twitter. So I actually have the tape oh, the sound you of have. him okay. breaking the record. All right, you ready? Here we go. Turn down your, uh, vo- turn down your headphones right now. This is a record-breaking moment. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) 110.0. I love the, I love the pause. (laughs) It's like watching the Premier League. uh, Uh, Do you have any reviews you'd like to share of the show talking Uh, about how intellectual we are? Ghoulish XL says... Great guests who are often famous who genuinely sound like they're having a good time. Now, ghoulish spelled there, T-H. Oh, oh, oh. So, ghoulish XO could benefit from Grammar Moses on EckhartPress.com yes, right Yes, now. Jim Bauman's book. But uh, but thank, thank you, ghoulish XO, even with your bad typo. Uh, wow, you are just an ungrateful <laughs> bastard. You know that? <laughs> just an ungrateful bastard. 
Uh, if you like a Minutia Man or Minutia Man Celebrity Interview, which you must be talking about our other show, yes. which we do on a semi-regular right. basis. See, um, that's a 14-day show. That ends up 14 <laughs> days worth of value. Be sure to check out some of our other programs on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. You can pick out your new favorite show at opishows.com. Remember, Dave, Opie is hippo backwards. And, you know, follow us on Twitter. Yes. Give know? us a review. Add your review to the list of the many, many, many reviews. I think, I think we just went over 400 reviews on Amazon. Wow. Yeah. No, on Apple. Probably. On Apple. Right, yeah. right, 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 Apple. That's cool. Yeah. All right. It's time for another feature. This is what we call it. Time now for Studio Walls. And the words of the prophets were written on the studio walls. So this is the part of the show we reach into the uh, Rick and Dave archives, and they are vast. Mm. And we have a lot of stuff uh, that we've accumulated over the last few years. We have stuff that goes back even further. Mm. We've known each other and worked together as writers for 35 Mm. years. Um, and I sent Dave a list. I do this every week. I sent him a list of possibilities. And like a kingmaker. Yeah. And here's what he turned down this week. He turned down a Rodney Dangerfield story told by comedian Larry Reeb. A Don Cheadle story told about told by Amy Landecker. A song called The Twelve Days of Teen Christmas that I wrote and was sung by Vince Argento. A Jeff Torborg uh, slash Jim Short story told by Mark Jean Greco. Which is really actually pretty good. It's pretty good. When is Jeff Torborg's birthday? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, maybe. It's this week. Oh, that was, uh, yeah, that's so why when it is showed Gia, up. When is yeah. Gia Greco? Gia Greco. Uh, we'll find out. Okay, It'll show up. We'll flop that one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but this is what he said yes to this week. He said yes to our birthday boy, Geico caveman, John Lair. Great guy. Uh, we interviewed him about what it was like putting on the makeup for those commercials. Uh, here's just a, a short uh, a short excerpt from that. Here we go. Well, that must sounds like that must have taken forever to to do the makeup. Yeah, it was um, three hours. Holy laying shit. laying on a table uh, while three while two or three um super nerdy and i you know uh, <laughs> which you mean in the uh, nicest possible way <laughs> exactly uh dungeons and dragons kind of guys would be just touching you for and that was the that was actually kind of the hardest part was just yeah. being touched <laughs> by yeah. people all day it, it like right. you, you know listen i'm not complaining i mean it's right. better than working a real job which i've worked yeah, in chicago yeah. Yeah. hey fred uh, do we need to do the whole caveman thing there too because really i've got clothes on uh it, you know this it's not necessary to do it do it all the way to the very end <laughs> exactly i well, i you know the I did a spot uh, for um, with Billie Jean King. It was a tennis uh, spot, right? And you and, uh, didn't you? Uh, you were you were thinking that she was getting in your head, right? Or that uh, yes, the, yeah, 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 she yeah. was trying to mess with me, oh, and I was right. like, I, and, and I was like, look at the scoreboard, and then of course, at this on the scoreboard, it also said right. even a caveman can do it. <laughs> right, I was right. offended, but uh, but I had to wear as the caveman is this kind of metrosexual uh, character. I wore they had me in these really kind of uh tight uh, uh short right. tennis shorts like from 1970 you know right whatever yes. and, <laughs> <laughs> which was really funny but uh but, but that is more makeup right right the hair yeah, they the had to legs. put this they had to put hair on my legs uh, and, uh, yeah and, which is which is really um 
they would do it in a few different ways. Like if it were if if it was like just leg hair, they would just glue it on. Okay. If it was like a close up of your hand, they would do this thing called um, I forgot what it was called. I think it was it was like electrostatic, where they would literally put the hair on your hand and then they would send a current through your skin that would make the hair stand up Jeez. so that it would look i mean you it didn't you i couldn't feel anything but it, w- it would just make it look like the hair was i guess the, the static would hold the hair to my skin wow. so that's like if they had a close-up which was really weird but anyway the leg hair they would have these sheets of hair that they made that they would l- literally like wrap the leg in it and then glue a seam and 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 it would stick to you right and it would look it looked amazing mm-hmm. i mean it would look yeah. so real and the whenever it was like so for the legs they had the hair person do it like there's a person who does the teeth there's a person who does the face there's a person who does the hair and the person doing the hair on my legs was this woman which i never had a female um these guys were all male they were all like i said like dungeons and dragons kind of guys really sweet but never a woman and so this woman is doing the legs yeah. doing my legs i think i see where and this I'm is in, going and i'm in i'm in i'm in my boxers yeah. and all of a sudden she like lifts my my junk uh-huh. and tucks the hair right up against my wow you know where my yeah yeah good morning and everybody I was, and, I, and yeah and this was like at three in the morning because you yeah. have to get there before anybody else to get it all ready and i remember at the time thinking holy shit crap did she just do that and, uh, excuse me ma'am and, I'm, I'm usually waved to you with my hands yeah I, I was just like is this like a me too this was before me too but i mean right. like did i just get like what and then i th- and i was like gosh she should have said permission or something and then and then i thought about it and i was like no yeah, this is what a pro this is what a pro right. you're a professional let's, let's not yeah. have a meeting let's not talk about it let's just do it and get out there and and uh and so, that honey know, that, is how would happen? Yeah, and, and how long have you been? Uh, yes. and how long have you been married to her? If you want to find the entire interview, it would be episode sixty-four of Minutia Man Celebrity Interview. He, he is a great guy. Uh, he is. Uh, you know, we nice. should have him back on. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be up for having him He's back on. Uh, it's episode sixty-four of Minutia Man Celebrity Interview. If you'd like to find it. Uh, we have so much more show. Give me a, a one-sentence uh, explanation of your next story. Uh, the new Dante's Inferno. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Again, we are wow. high uh, intelligentsia. Wow. Yeah. Uh, mine is name a plow. Okay. <laughs> Who's the smarter of the two here? <laughs> well, we also are going to get into some Beatles discussion. That's yeah. that's coming okay. up. Uh, so, so much more. Stay with us. We'll be right back. I am Howard Sudbury. And I'm Steve Baskerville. And on Back to You, our podcast, we do all kinds of things like, how would you describe it? We do nitpicky things sometimes, like how come you got headphones on and I don't? Because I'm the star of the show. Well, see, that's up for uh, debate and deliberation. And uh, a lot of the show is about who gets top billing and last word. Well, we'll find out in the next Back to You with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. See ya. Bye. Back to You with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. An Opie show only on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved a better place. Radiomisfits.com. And we're back. Um, have you ever read Dante's Inferno? No. 
Do you even know who wrote? Dante Didn't Dante write? <laughs> okay. Yeah. That was a curveball and you hit it out of the park. <laughs> well, no need because something happened in London over the weekend that will make Dante's Inferno look like a like a trip to a frozen yogurt store. Okay. Right. Wow. Dozens stuck in British pub with Oasis cover band for three days after storm. With an Oasis cover band. <laughs> Dozens of customers who stopped for a drink at Britain's highest altitude pub got a longer stay than they bargained for after the building was cut off by a blizzard. <laughs> 61 people woke up Monday after... Wait the... a minute, wait a minute. I have some audio of that. You ready? Yeah. Uh, hang on one second. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> right. And that is where he did the... 110.0. God. That's my new voicemail. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So 61 people woke up Monday after their third night at the Tan Hill Inn in the Yorkshire Dales, 270 miles from London. Uh-huh. They were unable to leave Friday when a late autumn storm happened and all the heavy winds and the snow. Honey, we can't leave. <laughs> right. we, I'd lo- you know how much I want to come over right, tonight. Right. I know your mother is coming over. <laughs> The pub sits 1,732 feet above sea level, and it's cut off by bad weather, blah, blah, blah. So manager Nicola Townsend said the staff had organized movies. Yeah. You know, a quiz, you know. Uh, a Minutia Men quiz. A carry, well, they were. I'm sure that they were listening to Minutia Men. Yeah. Karaoke for the stranded guests. They had also been entertained, and I'm using the air quotes, <laughs> by an Oasis cover band named Noasis. Oh, very good. <laughs> Who has also been stuck at the pub at the, since from their gig on Friday. Wow. Uh, Townsend said the guests were in really good spirits in the beginning, <laughs> but got a bit cranky, or should I say dodgy, I don't know, the second day. Here are some quotes. Roland Perkins from Chesterfield was quoted in the sun saying, it was fun at first, but how many crisps can someone eat? <laughs> yeah, good point. Plus, if I hear that Wonderwall song again, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Like, name a second to waste the song. <laughs> Charlene Trance from Eitenberry was quoted as saying, why couldn't there have been a snowstorm when the Liverpool... Liverpool Liverpool, what is Liverpool? Liverpudlian? <laughs> Liverpudlian lads were here. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of the Beatles. Uh-huh. This is my favorite one. And a man who preferred to remain anonymous said, who knew Oasis only had three good songs? <laughs> Me. <laughs> <laughs> I would say one good song. So uh, I reached out to the Gallagher brothers. I have not heard. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, but this guy. You know, they hate each other. The Gallagher yeah. brothers. Uh, yeah. I don't care. Uh, so I was kind of thinking, what would your Inferno, what would your Dante's Inferno being stuck with somebody? Mine is stuck in an elevator for eternity with Maury Amsterdam. Oh, no, that'd be great. For the first couple of days. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we're talking eternity. <laughs> that's, that's true. That would be pretty rough. Uh, also, I was thinking David Blaine. Yeah. You know, the magician would be like, oh, that's yeah. really cool for the first couple of days. Yeah. And then it's just like, I don't care, buddy. Yeah. Get me out of, get me out of this elevator, all right? Yeah, for me, I think it would be, be like Debbie Boone. Yeah, you know, sure. Yeah, I mean, uh, some sort of Christian singer yeah. of some kind. I, I couldn't take too much of that. I don't think. Um, I think Marcel Marceau, which would be great. Yeah. Cause, but then after a while, you're like, would you at least say something? Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm a little sick of my own voice here. Yeah. I, I know we're in an elevator. I know it's like a box. <laughs> you don't even have to do that here. Just use the walls. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I have a story for you. This is in Vermont. And I love this story. This is a story about kids. Mm-hmm. 
in fall of 2021, right now, schools from all around Vermont were asked to come up with names for the V-Trans snowplow. Each of the districts has a snowplow that they use to to plow the land. Okay. Uh, you know, around time. Oh, we got them here too. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's the big right. trucks that move the yes, snow. Yes, exactly. Um, and and so they wanted the kids to name the plow just to bring them oh, into like, you that's know. Kind of, that's a yes, nice idea. I thought so too. Uh, from creative and clever to cute and silly, here are a few of the names of the V-Trans plows that will be serving their communities this winter. Now, they had the list of all of them in uh, in Vermont. I picked out some of my So favorites. every district did it? Every district, oh, okay. right? right. Uh, and this is for kids from, you know, kindergarten through high school. Sure. Okay. All right. And you can probably tell which are which but when I go through this, all right? Call it penis. <laughs> uh, I don't think they allowed that, um, but here we go. Astro, Wolf Tracks, Salty, Jennifer Snopez, Frostbite, <laughs> Eye of the Tiger, Yo Bro No Snow, Snow Begun Kenobi, Captain Snowmerica, Plowy McPlowface, Captain Snowpants, Frosty's Demise, Baby Snowda, oh, that's Burrito, cool. oh, Burrito, okay. Okay. Snow Day Reaper, Snowacane, Scrapes, William Scrapespear, <laughs> Darth Blader, Ice Ice Baby, Plautipus, Edgar Allan Snow. <laughs> Oh, that's pretty good. Mr. Pushy, Luke Snowwalker, Frosty the Snowplow, Snow McQueen, Sweeping Beauty, and Snowplow. I, I love the uh, Snow Day Reaper. Yeah. I, right? You know, think about it. Yeah, the, because that, that stupid plow is oh. going to keep us from... <laughs> oh, I know. Well, I don't think... I think Snow Days are gone forever. Now well, they're Zoom Days. The, yeah. Right. Now because there's right? Zoom. Um, I kind of feel sorry for kids as far as that goes. What would be in Chicago? What would we call it? Uh uh, Mr. Three Days Late. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mr. I can't get out of the fucking Denver driveway. Yeah. Uh, you know what I would call it? Uh. <laughs> 110.0. <laughs> so, when is your next eulogy? Well, I guess you never, you, you really never know when your next yeah, eulogy is. Yeah, I try not be. to plan them out too far in advance. But I'm telling you, keep this jing- keep this audio file handy because it'll be great. Isn't that the best? Right. I, I know we're just like, you know, five-year-olds well, finding that funny. I but mean, the burp is great, but the... The, the reaction. <laughs> the reaction is the funny part. All right, it's time for one more feature. Here we go. A random name pulled out of Rick's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. So this is the part of the show where we talk about our celebrity brushes with greatness, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. And and it's gotten to the point where people are just kind of requesting them. And since our so last show. So you really are a monkey. <laughs> yeah, I kind of am. <laughs> um, since our last show, I, I think I got more this week than I've ever gotten. Mm-hmm. And they're all about that Beatles Get Back oh, special. Yeah. I've not seen it yet. I not oh, my God. I, I, I I know. Oh, my God. Well, you know, I am a dork, right. right? A Beatles dork. Right now, I mean, if you look around this room, I have, you know, Abbey Road sign. I've got my Pete Best autograph. Where, I got my Beatles performing at Comiskey your, Park. Where's your picture of your wedding day? Um, <laughs> okay. What about your kids? I don't see. Um, oh, wait. Here's a picture of John Lennon as a kid. <laughs> Well, one of my kids is named John after John Lennon. Anyway, um, here's a couple of them on the subject. I got this text from Leslie Kyling, who's uh, an old friend of ours. Uh, Tim and I have been getting, I've been watching, that's her husband. Tim and I have been watching Get Back in Half Hour Increments because there's seven and a half hours of yeah, this. Right. 
um, since there's just so much to take in. Each time I find myself thinking of you, I figure it had to be like visual crack for you. Which it kind of was. Sure. It kind of was. From the time it was uh, released to the time that you had finished the seven hours, was it like seven hours and 20 minutes after it was released? Well, it was released only one day oh. at a time. Oh. One? Right. Oh, that's... A- so I watched, you know... Did they do on, it eight days a week? <laughs> no, they did not. But they did it on, you know, Thanksgiving Day, the Friday after, okay. and Saturday. Okay. So on Thanksgiving night, after we had Thanksgiving dinner, and we got home at like midnight because we were hanging out with my sister mm-hmm. and brother all day... I started watching it then okay. at midnight and I went to bed at two thirty that morning. Then the next day I watched the whole thing. And the next day I watched the whole thing. So I finished it, you know, soon, literally. shortly after right. it came out. But here's another question about this. This was a direct message on Twitter from JC green. I heard you tell the story of meeting Ringo and George Martin, but I was wondering while I watched get back, if you ever met any of the fringe Beatle types mm. that are in the show, Billy Preston, Mal Evans, Peter Brown, Michael Lindsay Hogg, Glenn Johns, or the guy who brings them their tea. Hmm. Which, by the way, uh, retweeted something I tweeted the other day. Who did? The guy who brings them their tea. Oh, really? He's on Twitter. Well, let's get him on yeah, the show. Okay. Yeah, want to? That would be great. Okay, good idea. Uh, but the answer to that question, however, <clears throat> until we get that guy on, no. is no, I haven't yeah, met any right. of them. But while I was watching it, I remembered something else. And I can't believe that I've never brought this to the show. I met Yoko. When did you meet Yoko? <clears throat> we had Yoko on the show uh, when I was John Landecker's producer. And I had forgotten all about it. because In, in studio? Uh, no, it was, she was on the phone. Okay. I talked to her on the phone. Okay. I didn't meet her yeah, in person. Um, but uh, I was talking to Vince, our, you know, our buddy yeah. Vince, who was one of the other producers on that show. And I said, I, you know, I don't remember anything about it. I, uh, why don't I remember? Yeah. He said, well, let me send you a clip. And he sent me a clip of the show of when we had her on. I, you want to hear a little yeah, bit yeah, of it? Yeah. Uh, we usually don't do this, but I just happen to have some audio. Uh, this is just a short port. I mean, it was, we had her on for like a half hour. Here's like two minutes mm-hmm. of it. Okay, there we go. Yoko Ono. Hi, John. How are you? Fine, thank you. How are you? I'm real good. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows who Yoko Ono uh, I'm stopping it because the uh, John Records Landecker is the John that he's is talking to her. I didn't mention that. Okay. Okay. There we go. Now it's not working. Podcaster IQ. <sighs> anyway, <laughs> my God, here's just a little, even a smaller clip. Let's see if that works. Uh, it wasn't like we were having uh, a great time every day. Right. You know, there were many times when both of us were depressed or, you know, we had arguments and well, up and down. You know what they say, Yoko, uh, marriage is operation cooperation. <laughs> great, that's true. <laughs> and, you know, I think John was very good at it. So that it was just a little clip, mm-hmm. but uh, it's it's kind of hard to understand her, and this may be why... I don't remember it because I really didn't mm. remember what she talked about. At well, all. aren't you doing other things when the when the uh, interview is going on? Yes, like, you know, and especially when it's on the phone like that, uh, I'm doing other things. But you know how I am about the sure. Beatles. I I can't imagine I didn't just sit down and yeah. and take it in. Yeah. But apparently I didn't. So there oh, well, go. well, was it five thirty in the morning too? Wasn't it? Or, well, it was very early. Yeah. It was very early. And, you're not, you weren't a young man. Uh, you know, that yeah, that's so true. Uh, special thanks to our... Wait, well, wait, you, know, no, yeah, you know what? Talking about the Beatles. What? There's more? Well, what about our 
this week's guest. Oh my gosh, you're right. So on Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. You're so right. Paul Saltzman, who spent a week, or actually it was nine days, or it was like a week with the Beatles in India. Yes, he was there at the Maharishi right. retreat. And has all kinds of amazing right. stories right. about and hanging out with all four of the Beatles. And we talked to him for, God, I don't know, a half hour or so. And yeah. wonderful interview. Wonderful. Uh, he has a book out called, I think, The Beatles in, in India. India. I think, a movie yeah. out called yeah. The Beatles in India. Uh, and it's really fascinating stuff. So check that out. Yeah. When it, it's very philosophical. Weren't mm-hmm. you kind of surprised at how deep it got? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He, For us. Yeah. <laughs> For us. That's about as deep as we get. Paul, you got snow plow? <laughs> have, you, have you heard the, lar- the loudest belch? Let, let me play that for you. Uh, <clears throat> we are who we are. Minishaman Celebrity Interview. Check it out. It's uh, it's available at, uh, you know, Everywhere. Apple Podcasts, yeah. Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, yeah. Pie Shows. Where, Porter's know. Books. Yeah. Wherever. Rustler. The Rustler Steakhouse. Yeah. The Rustler. <laughs> Is that even around anymore? I, I don't think I ever was. <laughs> Special thanks to executive producer Tony Lasano with OPIShows.com. Venture. Is, you can go to Venture. Yeah. Uh-huh. Treasure <laughs> Island. Hippo. Backwards. OPPIHShows.com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Yeah. Great talk radio. It's dead it just moved to a better place radiomisfits.com and we will be back next week yeah Dave. i'll come back we'll be back yeah. next week for another episode of minutia man the proceeding was a presentation of opi productions find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts including opishows.com thank you this has been a presentation of opi productions tony can you shut up i'm mark vernon join me and my co-host luke costable each week for the car guys report informed automotive the podcast where two regular car guys talk about what else cars we'll tell you about what we've seen on the roads what's happening in the industry and share some great stories about our experiences in the automotive world over the past several decades we guarantee it'll be fun informative and entertaining it's the car guys report a tony lasano podcast and opi production on the radio misfits podcast network